Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars at Radwoods. In a meeting room. Look, let's set the scene. I've got a proposal. We are in a, a boardroom. It is a boardroom. At the Haggerty Treehouse here at Bister Heritage. Yeah. This is new. They've only just opened this, I think, haven't they? It's swish. There's, um, I'm going to say, machine-polished concrete flooring outside. Oh, it is, isn't it? It is that, that kind of lovely brutalist chic. And they've got what we might call a chill-out space with some lovely <laughs> Chesterfields <laughs> out on the... There's main floor. Pool table, driving simulator. Yeah. Um, a bar. I noticed it because obviously we're here, it's the daytime. Yeah. And I've been doing the Hot Wheels judging, so I've needed a clear head. So they, they've offered us coffee and things like that. But there's a full bar. They've got Jägermeister. What? Who's coming to Bista Heritage and caning the Jaegers? Could we, if we had a lock in, could we do WKD Blues and just listen to like Felix, Don't You Want Me? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. What's Just that song it's... Oh yeah. Do you know what I heard the that. other day? I heard some scooter the oh other day. Oh my god. I mean honestly it's Who's so... playing Scooter? Um it was on a radio show. You know when you do your sort of DAB uh roulette wheel where you just kind of flip through the dab. <laughs> Were you in an unfamiliar car? I was in an unfamiliar car. And you hit the sort of side-to-side arrow on the steering wheel, not quite knowing what it does. That's exactly what I did. Sometimes it might unlock the doors, you never know, but they often it just cycles radio stations into the depths Absolutely. of the DAB sewer. I did I did a D I did a dab scroll. Yeah. And this sort of, I, it wasn't history, but it was something like that, so sort of nostalgic dance FM. You were listening to Cov Tweets, playing birdsong to the Coventry area, 24 <laughs> hours a day, and you're, what the, <laughs> why does this exist? But they're all down there. They're amazing, yeah. So someone was playing Scooter. Scooter, and I had Felix, and but basically all of the tracks that were quite charty in the dance realm yes. when I passed my driving test. So that would have been 1990... I passed in 96. Okay. And uh, Scooter was probably maybe a year after that or so. Yeah, because then had we already had Blue by then and Scatman, I think. Yeah, Eiffel 65. Scatman Scatman was very much... Scatman might have been, yeah, when I was at college, so yeah. I'm the Scatman. Yeah. I, I, I I don't say that lightly. No, no one should. Scatman John. Was he called Scatman John? He was called John, yeah. Did he die? Yes. <laughs> like, but no, did he die sort of after that record came out quite soon? He died after. mid-scat. <laughs> During the recording of it. Speed yeah. up. So it ends up like that. You know, the end of... It's holding out for a hero, isn't it? Where the, the backing track just carries on. And it <laughs> seems like they can't turn any of the sequences <laughs> off. Because it just keeps ding going. Ding, 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 Bonnie ding, Tyler's ding, ding, already around the corner ding, 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 in the pub. Yeah. With the guitarist. And they yeah. just go, we can't, we just don't, we don't know what to do. Yeah. Just keeps doing it. Do you know, I've said this, I might have said this on a video, a, a, um, a Smith & Sniff video. 
But I used to have a very old um, organ. <laughs> I mean, like a <laughs> musical <laughs> instrument. I, I was mean, so hoping the next word you were going to say was man. No, no. I used to have a very old man <laughs> in my house. <laughs> no, I used to have a really old... What's the name of those... Um, oh, it was a, a Hammond organ. Oh, yeah. I used to have a Hammond organ that I bought out of the paper, cheap. What? Yeah, because I just went through a phase of buying cheap old instruments. How much did you pay for a Hammond 40 organ? 40 quid. Bloody hell. Yeah, it was by a collect, obviously. They're quite was it heavy. It was exceptionally large and heavy, but I got it in the back of a Mercedes estate on its back. Oh, okay. Um, and got it into the house, and this is when I... <clears throat> this was 20 years ago, I remember it, 2003. My house, my rented house was a party house. Right. <laughs> And for some reason, I just thought, to add to the party atmosphere, a bit like what Hannity have done here with the chill-out area. Hang on. It's a party house. Let's stick on some Felix, and then I'll play Hammond talking <laughs> over the top of it. <laughs> but it had, it, had, it had those old-fashioned beats that you could whack the tempo oh. up on, and it was really bassy. Really bassy. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Oh, you can whack the tempo up. So it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember after a big party, we'd come back to my house after going to the pub, quite a lot of people, and then music on, drinking, people were out. There's always someone that chundered in the garden. Yeah. Um, and then I went, I don't remember a certain amount of the night. And then I woke up the next morning, mm. everyone had gone. The back door was wide open. It was luckily a summer hot day. And I, as I went downstairs, I was like, I can hear something. What, what's that sound? And someone, someone, someone had left a Hammond organ all night. And it was, it, was really, it was really low, but it was the highest tempo possible. So it's... Did you think there was a monster in your house? I was like, what? Because I was, I was obviously very hungover. I was holding my head going, what on earth? Yeah, it was like a trapped bird in a cupboard or something. He's like, what, what, what? What is that? So yeah, it was a Hammond. It was, what did you do with the Hammond organ? I ended up giving it away because I had to move out and I put it up for sale and I got two time wasters and I actually wrote, I wrote to Top Gear and asked if I could give Richard the, oh the Hammond. God. Yeah, I did. I, surprisingly, I didn't get any response at all. Oh, okay. It's yes. funny, that. Yes. Yeah. Probably because he's got loads of them already. He's probably got a whole room. One in every room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he lives in a castle. Yeah. A well, castle. So he's got, he's had to have a lot. Well, yeah, they do different sized ones, don't they, for different rooms. So just what a castle? Little, a little one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think technically he lives in a, a sort of faux castle. A folksall. Folksall. Folksall Astra. Mm. Um, anyway... Uh, we're here, uh, a beautiful, balmy, sweet, sweet Radford, sweet, surprisingly, surprisingly warm, uh, late summer's Saturday afternoon here from yeah. Radwood. If, um, if, if you're an American, North American listener, you, you'll be familiar with Radwood because it, it started over there, didn't it? Mm. And it's a celebration of all things 90s. It, it, maybe late 80s? 80s and 90s. I was trying to explain it to someone the other day. And a I was bit like, of 80s. It's... I cannot be specific, but you know it when you see it. The things that hit the sort of sweet spot. So probably, yes, 90s. Back end of the 80s and yeah. pre-internet 90s. Well, they bleed into each other a bit, don't they, I suppose? That's the thing. It's not like it was a neat kind of... Everything went pastel-coloured in, in 1990 at New Year's Eve. It's e- just, exactly. It was a sort of blurring. So I would have liked that, though. 
Like, you know, when 1979 became 80, it was like, no yeah. more flares. Yeah, no more that's flares. It. Nothing's brown anymore. No. It's all bright primary colours. It's all drain pipes. white and backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a bit easier to keep a track of things. But yeah. that really didn't come in. We've said this before. I think the actual 80s, as in everything people remember about the 80s as a cliche, is your sort of, in this country, 83? second Margaret Thatcher administration, 83 to 87. Yeah. It's peak 80s. Yeah. City boys, guards, red Porsches, and... Oh, um, uh, shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. And sort of shiny, inflammable suits. George in fact, Michael's incredible Princess Diana. <laughs> Princess Diana's incredible, what George Michael had. <laughs> Interchangeable hair. Interchangeable of with the highlights or lowlights, maybe, I'm not sure. And... Um, ah, and amazingly, the testarossa strakes up the Strakes. Side. Everything was slatted. Yes, Lots of louvre lap blinds. Yeah, I love those. We used to have them. They were all over my parents' house in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now you just don't get them. To the extent that I googled louvre lap blinds and nothing comes up. And I started questioning whether I'd imagined them. <laughs> they're cool, but you know what I mean, right? They are called louvre lap, aren't they? Yeah. They yeah. make a distinctive noise when the window is open and it's breezy. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah. of clacking together because they're weighted at the bottom. But you don't see louvre laps anymore. Yeah, bloody hell, I had. Yeah, they, they definitely existed. They definitely, definitely existed. Um, and this is, it's sort of become fancy dress. Um, yes. So, and I am wearing a certain amount of 90s myself. Well, you've done well. So you've got your... your I brought my, my honourable, although slightly, uh, slightly, slightly warm for this weather. Yeah. Uh, is it a Team Husqvarna yeah. motocross racing jacket? And it's an exquisite piece. Yeah, it's with diagonal stripes. But you've teamed it, as the Daily Mail always say about people's fashion. You've teamed it with a Smith & Sniff. T-shirt, a which 90s is very on brand, sort of an uh, late '80s, early '90s. Well, it's got, style. yeah, that's kind of. I'd say we were sort of aiming for '80s with that, weren't we? A bit mm. kind of Ford. Uh, it is kind of Sierra like, badging, yeah, combined with a. But that's a, that is quite '90s, isn't it? It is. It's '90s ski jacket. There, yes, we did all right with that. And, I, and I've, I've seen in excess of three people wearing the same T-shirt today. That T-shirt? That T-shirt, yes. And I went over and I patted them all on the back, not in a condescending way. I haven't really had a chance to meet, bump into anybody out in the real world because I've been judging this Hot Wheels Legends thing. And it's been quite all-encompassing because we went, we got here early before the thing opened. And we were going around all the cars, but talking to the owners because part of the judging thing is, you know, the, the backstory and the people involved. Mm. And they've all got great stories involved and attached to them people's blood and sweat that's gone into it it's amazing but it's quite a you know you get chatting and then suddenly you go oh shit it's like, it makes the judging back. harder because then mm. you become invested emotionally it's, invested yeah, personal because you know these things are not just bought off the shelf you know that, turn, absolutely yeah, I've just not. bought a new McLaren I've turned up at a show I've had yeah. it PPF'd yeah kind of who cares whereas the guy who it was quite nice as well that when we sat down in this room in fact as the judges and compared scores we had all without realising it. I didn't realise the car that I picked as my number one was going to be my number one until I added up all my scores. Uh, it was weird. Yeah. And when it was, I kind of went, uh, yeah. and it happened to other people. And it's the car that we all agreed was the winner, which is the MGB. Brilliant. Because the stuff that bloke had done to it was incredible, but all incredibly personal to him. Yeah. You'd meet him and he's, he's just, you know, a really affable northern lad. You know, you just, and, and you could see, you know, he's always under the car and he's, got, he's still got oil under his fingernails. <laughs> And then I was looking at it, and there's lots of flower decals on the inside of the doors, which are, as he told us, temporary tattoos that he just used to decorate his doors, lacquered over them so they stay put. Like the water slide things? 
Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I remember you soak, you soak them in, in water, don't you? And then you yes, slide then them you off. Yes, then you kind of slide them on your yeah. own. Yeah. Um, but there were flowers. In the engine bay, he's got... Well, he had to blank over a couple of things. He got metal plates, which he then put flower decals on as well. And I was like, well, so what's the story behind these? And he went, I just really like flowers. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't have expected it. Just this, this kind of... Northern bloke with oil and just thinking, I was going, I just really like flowers. And he's then he look around, he's got flowers everywhere. The rear lights, imagine the rear lights in MGBGT. Yeah. He's dremeled flowers into them, a little flower design. That's amazing. And he's not happy with it. He says it's not quite right. And you look at it and you go, mate, I couldn't even begin to do this. It, with a dremel, just the steadiness to get it. And they're really nicely drawn as well. I was going to say, you could screw that up really easily. Oh, God, yeah. But imagine. luckily, it's an MGB. So, well, you, you know, a, a, a quick trip to an auto jumble, maybe yes. poo, poo in a bag for life beforehand, <laughs> and then you could go around and get some cheap rear clusters. Do you know who I've seen here? Uh, as I was w- looking at various impressive uh, fancy dress pieces, yeah. a guy walked by with a very majestic mullet. And oh. I, I mean very short on the top and extremely long at the back. Real? Uh, well... I went, that's got to be a wig. It's got to be. Yeah. And I walked up behind him. He was he didn't he didn't know about this. <laughs> Yanked up. No. I walked up behind him and I looked really carefully and I was like, that was that's not a syrup. That is an actual real hair style. Is this like when I found myself on some stairs behind Terry Wogan? Well, I got to have a good look at whether he was wearing a syrup. Is that what you... Yeah. Was he wearing... And the answer's no. It was real deal. Well, I could see his scalp through it. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah, he's actually had a thinning bit, at, you know, the old satellite dish at the back. <laughs> but it wasn't, you know, he just sort of combed over a little bit and it was all kind of, you know, blended. But <laughs> I was just like, that's definitely not a wig because That's the wig doesn't look it's like it's OG. But Follicular yeah, OG. My, the, the, the advantage of being sort of a couple of steps behind him looking downwards you've got a good vantage point <laughs> I love that that's on Wogan's ball that's your Terry spot. Wogan story yeah, is yeah. looking at his helipad <laughs> so this guy yeah this guy actually had a real mullet and it was awful but do you, do you think he just this morning just said to his wife partner whatever just go cut it now go I'm yeah, doing at the it top, just because I briefly thought about shaving a moustache oh I just thought what would happen if I did that and then I just bottled out let me show you... Well, there was another guy that I spotted as well. I spotted him three times, and I kept... I, in fact, because I've been here with my dad. Mm. Bob's been here because... Um, we tried <clears> to ask Bob if he wanted to come and join us. Now, we don't do guests no. on this podcast, but we have a list of um, people we'll make an exception for. And it's, yeah. I think... Who's on it so far? Lewis Hamilton, I think, for yeah. some reason. Yes. Uh, I forget who else we've put on our exemptions list, but obviously your dad, Bob, is very much on our exemptions list. Bob's exempt. But... Yeah. He he got scared and just said, I don't think I could be as, as impromptu or funny as you two. Well, I I simply, because he'd already been for a road wee and he was ready to go. He That's was. was. He saddled up the golf cabriolet. Yeah, he was mentally yeah. already on the road <laughs> out of here. Like, oh, God, those two twats want me to come onto their podcast. I, I was embarrassed because I didn't come to Radwood in a 90s car, despite the fact that I was all set to, but mm. then I knew I was going to rendezvous with Bob. What, to, hang on, what 90s car? The insight. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. and and it's you know it would have fitted in well. Yeah. yeah but um, sadly, it doesn't have a big enough storage area uh, to collect my children's birthday present, which is a large drift trike. They're not listening to this podcast, so I haven't <laughs> given away the surprise. But it's a, it's an electric drift trike which I bought secondhand, and they delivered it to my parents' house because they lived local. Oh. It's that annoying thing of like it's too big to post. Yeah. They agreed to deliver it to them. 
but I couldn't collect it when I went down and saw them because they, my kids were with me. Yeah. It's too big to like throw under a tarp and pretend it's yeah. not there. A drift trike and a Hammond organ. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to lash those two things together. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, funny enough, the guy who... So we're sitting in... What are you showing me here? Oh, my God. I'm showing you. What's I've, I've seen is two... This is, a, this is a Radwood 90s business suit. Guy. Yes. Buck how broad the shoulders are. But look how, you probably can't see from that angle, look how long the white shoes are. They are long. They are so this, for the listeners, it's a man in a very grey suit of quite a loose fit. Quite a shapeless jacket. Yes. <laughs> and the only thing that's missing here, I mean, it's a minor detail, but it's very, it's, I'd, I'd like it if the tail of the jacket was very rumpled, because <laughs> he's one of those people who doesn't always take his jacket off when driving. That's the right. The shoes are very long and very white. They were, they were turning up a little bit at the end as well. Yeah. Just the heat would have been. We'll put that picture on the um, pates here. It, it, it was. So that's, that's amazing. Um, the guy. Oh. So we're sitting here in this um, Haggerty Clubhouse Treehouse, whatever it's called, and there's there's a few cars parked out on the floor here. Yeah, including an extraordinary Alpine GTA Cabriolet. Cabriolet made, I think, sort of with Renault's blessing, apparently, by a German Renault dealer. They made five of them. Two with the wide bodies like this one out here. The reason I bring this up is the guy, Dom, who owns that car, he has uh, an insight. Yes, he does. He's got incredible car taste. Mm, He's got really good car taste. Yeah, yeah. So um, he... And then also outside this room, uh, um, which is giving me really impure thoughts, is a green NSX. Nussux. Nussux. It's, It's green. It's got the later spokier wheels on it but still the pop-up so i suppose it's a 3.2 but without the fixed lights it's got a light leather interior sort of not quite tan yeah kind of beige it's exquisite it is an ex- it's a fantastic clean example of the mark it really is. <laughs> but i and we were just well i was swooning over it uh you were pointing out that they're not worth what people are paying for them now which i think is a fair point they've gone a bit silly well they if, if it's the car for you and you've got the cash, then yeah. don't listen to a complete twunt like me. But I think we've realised, and we were just talking around it, and we noticed it's got a Smith & Sniff sticker in the back window, so we don't know whose car it is. But if you're listening... Um, it's mint. It's mint, and it's now ours because it's got our name on it. So, um, But we did have an idea, because I said, does it have inside... Oh, yeah. A pair. Does it have inside? Because all and any NSX owner listening will know what I'm talking about. Does it have driving slip-ons? Senespec. Senespec slip-ons inside. Because <laughs> every time I see it... At, the four S's. Every no, time. Three S's, I know. The so Senespec slip-ons. Every time, every single time I see an NSX now, all I think about is sort of Portuguese holiday shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Algarve. Yachty, yes, Algarve. Yachty Algarve shoes. And the fact that he drove that car like Ayrton did yeah. drive cars, but wearing shoes that I don't think I'd be able to even drive a car with those they're shoes. They're not grippy, are they? No. No, they're really, they'd be very hard. That kind of rubber that, you know, like American 80,000 mile yes. tyres. <laughs> kind of rubber, which is not real rubber. It's almost like Bakelite. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And and, but... Uh, no, I know, it's, it's boggles the mind, but then we did decide that perhaps you could get around this by gluing slip-ons <laughs> to each pedal in the car. 
and where uh, I don't know how easy it would be to get get the, the accelerator slip on off to get the brake slip on on in time. For You've got to cut a little trapdoor out the back of each shoe yeah. so you can slip in, yeah. slip out. Yeah. But but I think to sort of araldite the shoes onto the pedal box would just be such a such a, a well you know because people who got it would completely understand the reference. yeah and when um, you're at a car show you go to get in the car and you take your whatever shoes you've got on off and people, yeah if you're talking to someone about the car because it'll have a crowd around it because it's an NSX you'll take your shoes off and people will be like are you going to drive home in your socks no no. No. Hey, if you were very precious about your carpets in your car as well, it'd be a great way of making sure no one wears their shoes when they're, they're driving it. In that way, I was told a story once about Ron Dennis once had a comedy slippers party at his house. Did he? Yeah, but the reason was to make everyone take their shoes off and put slippers on so his carpet didn't get fucked up. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I was told that by somebody who should know these things. I don't know. If that's, a gr- that's a great story. I hope it's true. I, if it's not, then I... I was misled, but Ronald, Ronald McDennis. Ron McD- Ronald McDennis. <laughs> Would you like to have a party at Ronald <laughs> Ronald McDennis's house? <laughs> burgers Quantity for everyone. Of happiness meal. Um, people are looking around that NSX. Going, is that the owner? Someone's going in the boot. Maybe he's getting the slip-ons out. Oh shit! Do you know he's what? Got, I've also he's had got a good sl- pair of nineties combats on that guy. He's got great. a sweet pair of nineties combats on. They're all, almost all Saints spec. I think those have just come out of the wash as well and been dry because look, they're still rumply. Remember the way those, yes. those used to always go rumply. I used to work with a photographer that, that I think had about fifteen pairs of those. Yeah, yeah, standard photographer. Yeah, right? it was, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, also in this room or in this in this building. Space um, in this space. In this space, in this ex- exceptional space. Exquisite space. Yes. Uh, is the um, uh, the little car company, um, I can't want to say TK Maxx, it's not called that, is it? What is it called? The, the, <laughs> oh, the, bollocks. What, what is it called? The Big One the, Max? It's not the Rough Rider, is it? It's the, no. I keep wanting to call it the, the Tamiya Rough Rider, but it's the, oh, bums. What is that called? I knew that. Anyway, we're, we're the, it's, that's there, the big Tamiya <clears throat> buggy thing that we had at our live show. Uh, here we're idiots for not remembering what it's called I know and I, th- I do know what it's called I just keep forgetting anyway that's here and then there's a, a singer Porsche 911 Targa is that a singer is it I, I haven't so. had a chance to go I and see it is. it looks like one it's got the central filler on the bonnet and it's got um, uh, the, the very nice parachute interior but also some quite not very nice wheels on it so white five spokes that don't look right. So I don't. Maybe it's not a singer. I can't believe. Good it. thing about wheels, you can change them quite easily. Yeah, they're like slip-ons. You can have. They are just like slip-ons. slip-ons for your car. Except obviously you don't want to just slide off. <laughs> More like lace-ups for your car. I think also for NSX owners, in, not just the driver should have the Algarve spec slip-ons mm. on, but the pa- whoever is in the passenger seat stitched to the floor now. Yeah, you have to do the same. Yeah, doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, and they, then it's just you know. A shoe bag, a, a racing spec shoe bag goes in the boot with your actual shoes in because oh. you're not going to need those in here. I've, I've thought of that. I think that's a wonderful idea. I've got Senna spec slip-ons already to go. Um, so, Now, I, B- Bisto Heritage, where yes, we are, yeah. um, the, the heritage of the gravy, um, I know I went to the toilet before I started looking around the car show because I'd arrived and the, the, the drive had been really dull because from my house to here, it's, it's, a, thought, it's a thankless driver. Mm. The toilet was called the Technical Latrine 100. <laughs> what? Where? The, 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 the little toilet block, you know, the little... What, oh! What, it actually has on the side of it, Technical Latrine 100. Technical Latrine? Technical. Is it just a urinal? No. No, what? no, there were... Th- oh, in fact, it's the opposite. Only cubicles. There were three cubicles. There was no right. urinal. But, it's, so it's a, but it looks like a <clears> normal... 
It's an absolutely sit regular down. toilet, but it's it has American technical... spec door. Oh no! Yeah, so basically you sit like down a mini skirt door. Yeah, you sit down on the toilet and you might as well chat to your friends yeah. and make full <laughs> yeah, eye contact. Exactly. exactly. I don't know what it is with American yeah, toilet why doors. Why are they doing that? That's not a door. It's so weird. Like a country that is normal. I think in many ways is quite chaste. Yeah. And conservative in, in ways like that. And then, but they basically, you, the top of your head and your bare legs are visible whilst you're having a poo. All your mates could, in a night out, could just dive under the door and come Easily. and dance with you, which is what would have happened. Yeah. If I'd, in fact, the night the Hammond got left on at my house, that would have been one of those nights. <laughs> but I think if you, maybe it's, oh, is it because they want to stop shenanigans? Like, so they want to, so it's very easy to look at what people are doing in there. I think so. But at the same time, if you're, you know, quietly having a quiet time... Well, that's the thing. It's just, you know, there's no privacy. No, there's no privacy. I was discussing this with someone a while ago and just saying, like, you know, if, if, if I came to power, that my otherwise quite benevolent regime, I think I would insist that all publicly accessible loos floor-to-ceiling doors. Yeah, 100%. Want a bit of privacy. 100%. I don't see why you need... No. Except... <clears throat> then there was that time that my boy got trapped in a loo cubicle <laughs> and I had to go over the top... <laughs> Did and you? ...and release it, yeah. A really stiff catch... Oh, but he, he got panicking? quite. Yeah, he was only little, and he got quite panicked by it. Oh, so it was that would have been a disaster. Well, actually, no, because the thing is, I think you know, you have a floor ceiling door. You'd have an external, yeah, thing you could do, like on airline loos. Imagine should... American if American Airlines <laughs> like putting those fog doors in, <laughs> like saloon doors yes. in the toilet. Well, they basically are, aren't they? They're saloon doors. They are like Maybe it's doors. a hangover from the Wild West. So you're going for a shit. Yeah, but it just means you're having a stressed poo. I know. But nobody just wants that. I know. I just, nobody wants. People can see that you're reading a copy of Car and Driver because it's completely visible. <laughs> Could you just get the lower oh, What? Oh, is that the newest you? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, Americans sort your sort your out. toilet doors out. Um, I met a very pleasant American this week and recorded an idle chat with him. Really sweet, oh. sweet, sweet guy. Yes. Um, Tavares. Yeah. Tavarish. No, yeah, Tavares is a disco, <laughs> a di- a disco band. Disco band. Um, he's yeah, he's going to be, <clears throat> he's going to be um, on the late break show soon. And we ended up spending a couple of days together. I ended up oh. taking him on a barn find because he really wanted to. Seriously? Yes, seriously. And we oh. got we fully delved into. What, this like film. on camera? He just came. On, on camera, he just said. What, <laughs> I just he just said what brilliant. he said. What are you doing tomorrow? And I said I've actually got a barn find booked. And he went, Is it nearby? I went, Yes, yeah, about an hour and twenty from here. He goes, Do you mind if I tag along? And I went, Absolutely not. <laughs> He, I mean, honestly, we, wow. we, had, we had a really good day. The family whose car it was were, f- were fantastic and hosp- hospitable. And afterwards, we took him for a curry. Oh. oh it was just a sweet, sweet Thanks, day. Bro. Sweet, sweet day. Yeah, yeah. So he was... Because he was over here for something, wasn't he? For um, Auto Alex. Alex Kirsten yeah, had yeah. a car show on, which was highly successful. And he invited a couple of big YouTubers, like um, mostly sort of car repair guys, like Matt Armstrong. Yeah. Who buys crash Porsches and yeah, yeah. You know, hypercars and stuff? Yeah. And Tavares, who is repairing that P1 McLaren, yeah. which I forgot it had delivery mileage on it. Oh, did it? And the owner that whose garage it floated out of yeah. in the hurricane storm. Did it float away? It floated down the street with its hazard of warning lights on. It was basically in a, in, a, in a river, but he pointed out it was seawater just to make it even worse. Oh, God. And B, the owner had owned it 10 days oh. before it. It got washed out of his own garage. Shitting heck. Yeah. He paid $2 million for it. The first owner had? The first owner had. Okay. Tavarish Freddy paid $600,000 for it, even in a ruined state. Jesus. That's, I mean, brave guy. I, I haven't seen his latest endeavours, but I've heard. Is it, it's, it's a struggle to get that thing. Yeah, no help really from McLaren. 
McLaren want nothing to do with it because they don't want to ch- encourage anyone to repair their own McLaren. No, I guess so. Yeah. Well, it's the electronics, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be the bastard. They had salt water on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's very very ambitious, and yeah. he's got you know he's 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 managed he's an incredible amount of research and. Because there's not enough of them. It's not like a, a, a... If it was one of the other McLarens, like, he's done a 675. Yeah. They've made many, many more of those. Yeah, than, yeah. Does yes. he know anyone with a P1 that he can go and sort of reference things? He yeah. Does. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm going to say it again. Sweet, sweet guy. Yeah. A real car fanatic who's also a genuine, kind, yeah. interesting human being. Um, um, speaking of... Uh, having a go in other cars to, sort of as a reference point yeah did I tell you that I, uh, when I had the front suspension redone on my Panda and the garage went they didn't quite say we're going to cobble it back together but they sort of went look just to get things sort of on an even keel we need to get some new bits there's a scrap Panda in the yard down the road we're going to get those and I was like wait it's not 100 horsepower though is it and they're like no it's not Right. And I was trying to find out which bits are bespoke to the 100 horsepower. It sort of seems like not as much as you might think at the front end. Hmm. And the guy at the garage went, look, let's just put it all back together, see how it is. You take it away, drive it, tell us what's wrong, then we'll sort of work back from there and we'll figure it out. Okay, this has become a project. Yeah. And it, I picked it up and it felt all right. And I was, I was thinking, am I just losing my mind? So I was like, maybe it doesn't turn in as well. And, oh, I'm not sure. There was a 100 did, horsepower did you- for sale in Bath Bath. So yeah. I messaged the owner, sweet, sweet guy. <laughs> Turns out he listens to this actually, and he, he was like, well, name, I, name check him, Richard. Uh, James is James. The guy. James is a lovely, lovely man. He only lives, it's weird how close he lives to where I live as well. Like it's, it is almost literally up the road. <laughs> and um, he let me have a go in his 100 horsepower, which he was selling. In fact, someone had already was coming to collect it that day so he, I just, he was like go and have a go in it as long as you want I, was, I don't need to go sort of down the road a bit and just mm. and, and in fact they both felt very similar and I was kind of like oh fine well, I'm not going to mess with this then so I've left it as is and then the fucking you didn't, look, you, didn't put, put, you didn't put it through a shop doorway and they just walked no. back to him again no, sorry, sorry mate that's broken mate yeah um, <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because I uh, it's, it, he lives so close to me that I sometimes run past his house. Yeah. Not because I'm frightened, like I'm going for a run. <laughs> so, so I, you see ghosts and you just run. And I, um, I noticed, I ran past it the other day, I noticed he's got an Audi A2 on his drive. Oh. So I was like, now I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast or if this is something we just talked about in real life. That brown A2 in Bath that you <sighs> yeah. covered yes. by, uh, I'm by make, proxy. making you put notes on it. But this is the thing. What? I So I, I messaged James in a slightly stalky way and went, oh, sir, has got an Audi A2 now. And uh, I think he already had it. It's his kind of... He buys cars that he's interested in. Yeah. Panda 100 horsepower, Clio 172, stuff like that. He had a Rover 75, then he sold it to his dad. So he kind of buys them low, does a lot of work on them himself, has a bit of fun and sells them on. Yeah. The A2, I think, is his between cars car. And... So I said, I was just asking, I want to ask him about the A2 in case he was selling it because I thought of you. Yeah. And then I said, there's that brown one that parks at the school down the road. He knows the same car. He's already put a note on it. Oh, bastard. No dice. No reply. James, stop it. <laughs> it's mine. Well, it probably isn't mine. The owner probably doesn't want to sell it. So I can't remember. Is it at one point? I've told you this and now I've forgotten. 1.4 or 1.6, I forget. It's definitely a petrol. Yeah. I think it's the five seat. 
Oh yeah, well, if, yeah, sure I, I remember you saying it's five. I think it's the one point four five seat, which is what I want. Yes, and that's it. I remember the first time I saw it, I kind of yeah. my eyes went wide. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, that's your ideal spec. It is my ideal spec. But yeah, yeah it's really yeah. funny that another A two pervert has already clocked this car about town and gone. Oh, I'm going to leave the old note. And Damn you! Yeah, so you've got to sorry. do it though. You've got to put notes on cars. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Be polite. Yeah. Um, now. Just changing the subject slightly, on the way here, I have to drive past a circuit that you may know called mm. Silverstone. Mm, Silverstone. Or Silverstone. Silverstone. St- Silverstone. Are you a stun or a stone? I don't know now. Hang on. Silverstone. I'm going to watch the Grand Prix at Silverstone. Stun. I'm a stun. It's a stun. I didn't realise that. I am. Stun or a stone. You're a silver stone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be taking a guest to the Grand Prix. She's called Sharon Stun. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, someone lady. sold me a massive bag of weed, so I'm absolutely stunned. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how did I? Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I just remember the story I probably shouldn't tell, but I did. I got, I, they, I was asked to write a script for Chris Hemsworth. What? Was doing a little bit of a thing around the British Grand Prix. Just like he had some, he was promoting a movie, yeah. And the people making the Channel 4 F1 coverage had some time with him. They kind of they got into this, this thing where they got movie stars to do little shout outs to racing drivers or whatever when they were on the promo trail. So they got some time. Chris Hemsworth in a white studio just doing, you know, he's sort of doing lots of hey, the one show, sorry, I can't be there, but here's a clip of my new movie kind of nonsense, yeah. So they said, Could you do a script for him? And I thought, oh, so I wrote it. I, I thought I know he can do that sort of heroic voice. Mm. If he does it in heroic voice, and as if he's Thor. But one of the things was he had to go. This magical land, I believe, is called Silverstone, and that was the whole gag that he was treating it like a fantasy realm. The the incredible fighters, Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> Max Verstappen, and, it was like the whole, and I tried to write it phonetically. So it's like, here's this is the gag. You did. That message didn't get through, and he just read it straight, and it didn't work at all. He sounded like a muppet. Oh no! Yeah, because he was just saying everything. None properly. of the intonation was. Well, like, was, yeah, there was just no gag. It was just him speaking. Ver- he, Ver- Max I, Verstappen. They sent me the clip. I was like, for fuck's sake. Anyway, well, you know when you circumnavigate Silverstone. Yeah. There is um, that bypass has lots of speed cameras on it. Yes, for e- eager race yes. goers who yes. probably gun it a bit in their Boxster. Mm. Well, I've never noticed this before, and I've driven past it numerous times. There is a cottage really close to the circuit, like probably the back garden overlooks it. Yeah, do you know what it's called? <laughs> what peaceful cottage? It's called Brands Hatch Cottage. <laughs> I, 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 I am not making this up. That's so strange. I will find it on Google Maps if need be. It's called Brands Hatch Cottage, and it basically must look over the circuit. Is, what? I think someone is a Silverstone hater. Yeah. And they've gone, do you know what? Screw you, Silverstone. I've yeah. moved here, and I'm going to change the name of my house. Fucking Brands Hatch. Yes. You're a hated rival. And someone's like, what? And maybe he used to live in Kent, and he's had to relocate for work or something. That's so odd, because oh. it smells of spite. It, what's the story? What is the story? Unless. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. They bought the cottage and then they're going to very, very quietly start building a racetrack. <laughs> and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then suddenly it's as big as Silverstone. They go, it's called Brands Hatch. So fuck you. <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's just like they're the, it's the Trojan horse cottage. Is, or is it? Is he gonna? Is it gonna do a model village thing where it's it's a oh. model it's a model racetrack of Brands Hatch? Yeah, but it he ends up it ends up being popular and open to the public, and then he gets brown signs for it. Yes, and, and then there's brown <laughs> signs for Brands Hatch next to Silverstone, and it just causes chaos, just causes wrecks people's heads. The racing community don't know what to do. That is genuinely quite strange, though. I, well, that's why I had to write it down because on the way here, I thought I've got to ask Richard about this. What's going on? You drove on? past Heathrow Airport, and there's a little cottage called Gatwick Cottage. You, well, just, just, why? There's something odd. There's something there was going on. That is very odd. I don't understand. It's always odd as the so, Gibbons flush method on the Volvo uh, gearbox. Ah, but. now, speaking of Volvos, okay. I'm, I'm going to remember to do this. I remember to ring the Volvo PR man okay. about ex-police cars. Yes. For, for listeners who uh, haven't yet heard, maybe, when was it, two or three weeks ago? Yeah. A story broke. Volvo aren't going to sell estates or saloons in the UK anymore, except to the police. Yeah. And then we we kind of realised that those cars would be released uh, like three or four years after they're in service, and uh, then you may be able to buy one. And but I was curious, it's like you know, still be able to get the parts and all this, anything that's specific to these things. Yeah. So well, first of all, interesting. It's it's not just the police. It's uh, they say primarily blue light customers, but that includes ambulances as well. You know, sort of this. A response car, yeah. yeah, yeah, but also some amber light cars. What's amber light? Um, that's a good question. Actually, I don't know. Is that like a motorway it, maintenance guy? Oh, maybe. You know, like yes. the for, the foreman on, on overseeing the bypass reconstruction. Well, that seems that's really like an emergency service. Is it, is it just? That's not an emergency. No. What does amber? Oh, I suppose. Well, hang on. But maybe there are those sort of like paramedic cars where they're not allowed to drive fast. Are there? We need to know what amber yeah, lights because otherwise, through our businesses, respective businesses, I could order an estate Volvo and yeah, say, "I'm an amber light guy. Exactly. I'm an amber light business." <laughs> Whenever I do a barn find, I put an amber light on just so people can see that. Yeah, it's really there. dim and polite, yeah. and I just put <laughs> and I put these magnetic signs on the door that says "Barn Find Hunter." Um, so there is no limit <clears> on what they're calling the disposal options. So those cars will just get punted through auctions by the police that, that Volvo don't dictate anything like that brilliant um, uh, the only thing is they'll be just returned to you know sort of civvy condition for resale but the authority spec as they call it the important parts like the sort of higher spec brakes the higher spec engine relative to the trim yep. you can't buy as a punter all that is done at the factory and so the VIN will tell a dealer that it's ex-police Okay. It just means if they're fixing the brakes, they'll know to order the right parts. So it's like, although it seems to be a low-spec car, it should have, like, the bigger rotors on it, or whatever that will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, yeah. Yeah, there's total backup on it. Well, Quentin there. Wilson's already rubbing his hands furiously, almost causing a flame to ignite. Now, somebody, I think this was 
I can't remember who said this. Was it someone on Twitter or somebody emailed us um, and pointed out something quite, I thought was quite interesting? Is that if they're using Volvos as plain clothes police cars, yeah. as a car nerd, in the future, if you see a dark blue S90, yeah. You'll go, oh, look, it's oh, a look, detective. It's a detective <laughs> because it can't be a normal person because they're not allowed to buy those. So it's a bit of a... Yeah. It's like the way that undercover cops in the US are using Crown Vicks. It's like, we know what you're doing. Yeah, because no one buys a Crown Vic except the police. The police. And cabs. Yeah. Maybe some local authorities. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it, 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 I think it's a bit of a giveaway. That's brilliant. I, I, I do want to buy in... Five years' time. Now. And an ex-authoritarian estate girl. Well, you remember we had that message last week from a listener who said, do not buy, and he's, he was a police. Yes, he was. He said, do not buy an ex-police car because they get absolutely yeah. wanked senseless. Yep. I, I'm paraphrasing now. <laughs> no, I think that's... You're painting a picture there. Um, I... I don't know. I'm just going to say the person's name because I'm not sure. No, because that's the sort of thing I would do. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to the end, and then I'll decide if there's a thing. I'm just because I'm scanning this. I should have scanned. Um, anyway, this listener says uh, that um, it, the way forward is uh, a non-police police Volvo. <laughs> because a, a non-police police. During COVID, I bought an ex-demonstrator V70 T6. It was built by Volvo UK as the demo to the services. As a result, it was low mileage, fully serviced and not too trashed. But it was fully liveried up when I bought it. What? Although it was removed straight away. The only downside is that it was used in midsummer murders and possibly driven by political buffoon Lawrence Fox. Really? Yeah. Um, but, oh, in fact, that's a big, a big point. Right, like, there's nothing that says I can't say his name. So Jonathan, Jonathan Fallowell is the, is the listener. It was Jonathan who pointed out... This is one thing that sprung to mind when you first mentioned that Volvo wouldn't be importing estate and saloon cars apart from for the police. means that if the knowledgeable motorist were to spot a newly registered Volvo, they'll immediately know it's a police car. Yeah. Well, now all the listeners of this podcast will know. Yeah. He says, even an unmarked car will be spotted by those eagle-eyed drivers. I say this as a lot of people do seem to think I am a police car in my unmarked white V70. I don't know why he took all of the decals Well, I presume he he had to. Maybe he just bought it and then they... He doesn't explain, but... I don't think you're allowed to, are you? That no, you're not allowed to say the police. Impersonating a police. You could leave the Battenberg on, though. I suppose so. It's just a colour scheme. It's very reflective. Yeah. There's that one that I've actually seen at the Bisto Scramble. Yeah. Which is, um, um, it's a fake police car. It's a Mercedes estate. Like a, you know, the oval headlight E-class. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rusty one. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and it has all of the correct livery on it, but it just says penis backwards on the bonnet and on the boot, and there's penis on the doors. We've been sent that. How oh, have you? Yeah, you know, we, we've been talking about our new mythical home for mistreated Jaguars. Yes. But somebody sent us a mistreated Mercedes. And it's I'll, a pe- penis Mercedes. I'll, I'll never find it now. It could I, be, it mm. could be the, the Chody Shifter police. Yeah. Couldn't it? They could are—they're oh, on call because they've noticed a really excessive, excessively, uh, excessively uh, materialed gator gear shift gator. A TVR with buried penis syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just going to have going to name here, so I don't know. It actually it. says Jody Schechter over your shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's a how spooky is a lovely a sweet a sweet Tyrrell six wheeler. Um, I'd love to know how they drive. Oh, 
I'd love to know how they drive. I mean... It was my favourite Skeletric car when I was a kid. It was that or the Mighty Metros. Um, we've had some absolutely spectacular emails, but we'll, we'll maybe we'll do an email show next week because we've had, I've been saving them. I've been trying to be more organised. We've had some absolutely no, we will amazing do. We'd, stories. We'll do the questions of the people. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you about is something a little more serious. Talk um, to me. You know that as relatives, parents, whatever, get older, some people like to get involved with what they call like estate planning. Yes. For tax reasons or whatever else, where you sort of work <clears> out <throat> what's going to happen to your house and any valuable possessions you might have. And also, you know, writing a will is a very sensible thing, particularly if you have children, just to figure out and who you need to look after. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me the other day, we need to get into estate planning for cars. Because I saw a lovely old lady the other day yeah. with another lovely old lady in the passenger seat. You know, yeah. often lovely old ladies travel in pairs. <laughs> and she was driving an immaculate K11 Micro. Oh, gosh. And I just thought, well, that's got Spec D written all over it. <laughs> has that lovely old lady thought about what's going to happen to that Micro? Because it might just get carelessly discarded. You know, someone's to trade it in or it'll get scrapped. They'll call the scrap man. Yeah. And the scrap man will go, yeah, I'll give you 60 quid for it. Yeah, exactly. They'll be like, great. And it's like, but that car, I bet it's garage, so I bet it's not rusty. It looked absolutely tidy AF. Late one, I think, you know, the facelift of the facelift. Yeah. But I just thought, this is, this, we need to be yeah. taking care of these. And no one wants to think about the death of a beloved grandparent. But at the same time, do you know where your grandma's car is going? Is going to be my sort of sales. We need to do an advert. We need to record we do. an advert. <laughs> yes, we do this on very late at night on cable TV. You imagine, you know, the way those American adverts for wills and things yes. are done. Lots of soft lighting. There's a kid, um, maybe. You're standing against a lot of books. Oh, it loads. <laughs> just, yeah, and there's a, con- there's a concerned faced man who yes. put, puts a document across the table. Yes. And and just the, but through the window outside, you could just see a Hayab coming down <laughs> on an absolutely immaculate Yaris. And you're like, no! Um, yeah, you didn't wind the window down and say, excuse me, I, you've got a wonderful, wonderful car. I yeah. know this is a personal question, but how soon will you be dying? Yeah, any illnesses I should know about? <laughs> Feeling a bit funny recently? Are you allowed to drive? <laughs> no, I didn't, because she looked, you know, she looked hell and hearty, but very much a sort of a, a central casting kind of old lady with possibly not blue hair, but that kind of hair. That yeah, would, you know, Spec D. And she, I just thought... That's that's a absolutely classic. But I did want to. I mean, she was coming towards me, going, you know, so was, I couldn't stop her. Yeah, and it would have been strange. <laughs> Excuse me, are you planning on carking it soon? Because I love your car, and I know a man who'd have it off your hands. It's very dark, saying that. It is. Know, that's yeah. the thing. People don't like to talk about death planning, and it's where I think a lot of people get tripped up, and yeah. you know, families fall out over it. But they absolutely. We do. could take care of one stressful part of that. Let's record an advert at some point. <laughs> And we'll see if it has any legs. We'll sponsor ourselves. We'll be our own podcast sponsor. We could do that. Before this episode of Smith & Sniff, have you considered Smith & Sniff estate planning? Not literally, but just car planning. No, it's Spec D, a special plan by Mr. Mr. Smith and Mr. (laughs) Sniff Porter. Yes. It's just like reconstructions with actors. Oh, well. The people in black suits coming back from the funeral. Well, that's granny buried then. Get the house on the market, but what's in here? Oh, bloody hell. They just got door goes up. There's a really, really tidy Rover 25. Yeah. And there's and there's a, uh, this will be the thing that troubles me even more. There's a huge, like, three lever arch files of service history. Yes. And, and there's just a bin <laughs> lid that gets lifted up and it all just gets pushed in. Yeah. Go, Nobody <laughs> needs that. And you go, no. 
She always went a harder. The life story of the car <laughs> gone forever. <laughs> Sales invoice from you, from local Nissan dealer. That's going in the bed. Because no. obviously, what, one of the barn finds that I did quite recently of the BMW E9 Coupe, which, yes. which is a lovely car. Mm. Um, a bit frilly on the sills, wasn't it? A little frilly. But, but yeah. the, the owner, um, he, him and his wife divorced. Mm. And his wife threw away all the service history and the ignition keys. Shitting heck. Yeah. But he didn't realise she'd done it. And then he realised the car was... One door was unlocked, so he had to get new keys cut, which he did. But he's lost... He said it came with all the history when he bought the car. And, of course, you just can't get that back. It's gone now. Maybe that's the other part of our business, apart from the the kind of (coughs) car-based estate planning, is pre-nuts, but for cars... Oh, so just just get it set in stone. Yeah, and no one likes to think about the worst happening, but if it does, yeah. let's make sure that paperwork gets put somewhere. Oh, we look after. We have like a security. We have a vault. library. We have a spec D yes. library. Do we? We could do. That's, so that's what all the leather-bound books are behind exa- in our advert. It's all it like, just like receipts. Is it like those those old video cases where they all yes. look like volumes of encyclopedias yes, in the eighties? Exactly 80s. like that. Yes, they're all brown maroon. with a gold. Oh. Yes, it could be brown. I was thinking dark maroon, but brown is good. <laughs> Maybe so, or some of that, and then green as well. <laughs> very classy in our in our office with a gold pinstripe around everything. Well, also maybe our work attire could be those very loose suits like that man was wearing. I'd, I'd go as far as to say I would wear an NBA award ceremony suit oh. in the advert. I was kicking myself this week. By the way, you, we mentioned earlier on you're, you're sort of 90s up because you're wearing your Husqvarna <laughs> You love the jacket. I do love, love the jacket. It. And, um, but I, I bought this specially. I've got a, a, a brown T-shirt with um, the City logo off low-spec metros and maestros. Very cool. And minis. On it, I quite like this because it's a kind of if you know, you know. Oh, I it's so synonymous with my childhood, yeah, mine too. But at the same time, if you don't know, it's just a random t shirt with a logo you've never heard of. But it's not offensive, it's not, no, it's not. It's not. My other, I bought two actually, a good old red bubble. With that, do you know when you look at those t shirts of red bubble that people make, and it's that same couple they always just put the t shirts onto, and it just they they look deranged. You've got a lot of weird shit in your wardrobe, but um. (laughs) I bought uh, another t-shirt with an Austin Rover logo on it. Oh! But City won the day because it's brown. Yeah. I know this is a bit more eighties, but it's I like still... the Leyland helmet. Yes, I looked for one of those, and the only one I found it wasn't quite right. I can't remember what was wrong. There was something I didn't like about it. It had something else on it or something. I was just like, no. The 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 late. You need to look at this if you're not familiar. But the British Leyland racing helmet logo. Yeah. It was a motorsport. Leyland motorsport. Yeah. And, and it's a really cool logo. And here here at Radwood. An absolutely exquisite example of a, a Rover SD1 Vitesse. I saw that, yes. Oh, my word. Yes. And you, did you saw it had those decals on the lower front Yes, wheel. I spotted I was about to say exactly the same like, thing. Like flawless BBS wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked inside. you look inside? No, I only saw it from afar. There was a copy of a, a Playboy magazine, the oh. same year of the car, on the dash. So was it an 84 car? I think it was an 84, yeah. yeah. And on the back shelf, there was another... Um, uh, in Continental Adult Pamphlet. Okay. And again, Continental? Like, it, was, it wasn't British. Okay. And oh, um, it, it just tickled me because I just thought, yeah, that's it. And then, and then a couple of cars down, a Red Lotus. I think it was, uh, what's the pretty woman car? What, uh, Esprit. Esprit. There was an Esprit with a 
a mobile phone inside it, oh, which yeah. took up the whole centre of the car. <laughs> like, corded, uh, like a corded one. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Nice. And just behind it, which wasn't a period accessory, I noticed there's like a little uh, cubby behind it. It had two, four, six... It had 80 cigarettes behind it. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sovereign Blue or Sovereign Super or whatever Fucking they call it. Yeah, so someone was chaining the tabs whilst making important calls. Wow. In the Esprit. Um, so this is I because I've been doing the Hot Wheels thing. I haven't actually had a chance to go out into the show. Really, yeah. I've only seen things from afar. What else is out there? Uh, well, I mean, this is the this is the first time in a long time I've gone to a car show just for fun and not for any work commitments whatsoever. Mm. Um, I'm just looking through my pictures. Oh, there was, pictures. Look, there was oh yeah, I mean, I mean, a <gasps> really, this? a really immaculate. That's, it wasn't, it wasn't a four wheel drive. It no, was just it's a, a Panda, Panda one thousand. Not one Panda on what are those wheels? I don't know what They look familiar, but yeah, they're not Panda wheels. I think they're Millet. Were they Millet? Mm. Well, they might be off another. They're probably fine. That there's something where it's like you know they were actually a dealer accessory in the 80s yeah because often that's the thing isn't it Where it's like that what did we see when we went to the we were doing the Goodwood auction oh it was an Aston wasn't it an Aston that had Lamborghini looking wheels and they that's said right. they were a factory option that no one ordered that's the picture you sent me and I didn't zoom in on it it's the spree with the massive many tabs and loads of cigs loads loads of cigs oh did you see that <gasps> an RZ yeah Alpha RZ fuck me S-Z. That's a rarity. No, the cabrio was called the RZ. Oh, it was the RZ. Can I just yeah, zoom? Because like... there's also, is that an M535 behind it, an E... Yeah, I saw that come in and I was listening to the busso because I'm now convinced. I, I have, I knew it was a cool engine, but I'm just more and more convinced that it's sort of... The greatest it, ever. Yeah, you know, like, it's almost better than most Ferrari engines. They are nice, It's a they? hell of an engine. Yeah. And then I got chatting to a man with a Saab 900 Turbo. Oh. And he was polishing the inner wings now, under the bonnet. Louvres. Look at the louvre on the back window there. It's... And it has a, a decal, which had a... <laughs> turbo. Turbo with a, with a wheel. You know, yes. It looks like a pie with the pieces of pie yeah. taken out. I think that's the original decal off the first... 99 Off Turbo. Off the 99 Turbo. It? Yeah, I think you're right. And it was really, really... I, you I know, know... It's made me want a Saab even more. Yeah. You know, I said that I realised that Bath Bath is a Saab town. Yes. Um, this was cemented for me the other day when I was picking up my kids from a holiday club and the man who was one of the other dads there just had a T-shirt with Saab on the front no of it. No way. Yeah. And I was looking around, I was like, where's his Saab? Couldn't see it. I don't know where he Saab parked. Guy. Maybe he hadn't parked the Saab, but yeah, just wearing a Saab Maybe it's t-shirt. a sore subject because the Saab's been off the road for a while. Uh, okay, so he just reminds himself that he's... Oh, he wants people to know he's got a Saab at times when he can't drive the Saab. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit weird because it's pick-up time and it's always chaotic and you're going, where's your water bottle? Go back in and get it. And it, uh, have you had a week? Because we've got to go with that. So I didn't have time to go, excuse me, sir. I couldn't tell admiring your Saab t-shirt. <laughs> Let's talk about Saabs for a few minutes. So, yeah, Saabs. But, uh, but it, was, it was a lovely thing to see. But it, says just, it confirmed to me that uh, I live in a very Saabi town. Somebody... Wasabi. Wasabi. Somebody pointed out to me, though, that there's another car you see a lot of in... Oh, what's this? Right, so my dad pulls up in the Golf. What the heck is that? An onboard thermometer? Well, it's... it recording? It's, it's temperature gauge, but it's one of those ones you put outside your house for, like, gardening purposes. Oh. It tells you if there's frost Oh, I see Max, on. and then... Yeah. So it's so why it, is it in his car? It's hanging off the is it the is it hanging off column the column adjuster. Yeah, off the steering column. Yeah. It's massive as well. Yeah, it's gonna bang it's, against your leg, surely. He's been driving around with it 
for the last 24 hours. Why? Because... Oh, so, so Bob's back. Because... <laughs> because... Cause, because my mum, bless her, had done some fresh baking for me and the children mm. and wanted Dad to bring it up to me when we rendezvoused. Right? Oh. And, and last night, Dad packed the car with the bits he needed to bring up. And, he, right. and Mum said, but is, the, is it going to be a hot night? Because I don't want to put the bacon in the car. <laughs> and if it's too hot. And they ended up having like a bit of a disagreement about it and said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put a thermometer in there and I'll periodically check because I think it's going to be colder in the car than it is in the house overnight. And sure enough, it was colder in the car. And then he I just, love that periodically check as well. It's like, yeah. look, look, we'll bring facts into this debate. Dad, okay? dad's, dad's a fact guy. I'm not dealing with just conjecture. No. It's facts no. or nothing. And knowing dad, he probably got about three hours sleep because he was like a night watchman. Yes, going up at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, and also, about a mile away from off of Radwood getting here, I would just take my eyes off the road for probably three seconds to change the radio station, mm. okay? And then massive thud on the windscreen to the point where I thought I'd hit something, um, and I thought it'd crack the windscreen. Oh. And I just caught in the rear view mirror this pigeon going down. Oh. I'd, it'd done that 90-degree flyby. You know when You know when a bird goes the 90-degree flyby, yeah. and unfortunately we're on yeah, the same yeah, course? Yeah, And it, it hit the bonnet first... And it's, it's talons, I mean, it is dead, 100%, because yeah. I was probably doing 50 miles an hour. Mm. It's it hit the bonnet, a few scratches up the bonnet, which is a shame because I've recently de- de- detailed it. Um, and it's hit the, the screen and gone straight over. A friend of mine once saw that happening with two swans and a lorry on a motorway. Oh, gosh, I shouldn't laugh. And it was, yeah, feathery. That would have definitely wrecked the screen. He, he said it was, because the motorway sort of up on a, was raised up with some fields low, and so the swans were flying at a reasonable height over the fields. It got caught out by the sudden... Appearance of a motorway, and they just didn't gain enough height in time, and just got both of them. He thinks so, yes. Oh. In a way, I hope it's because the swans mate for life. I can't remember. Yeah, they do. I hope it's both in there because it's horrible if only one of them. Deceased specs. You've just got a sad swan on your hands. You don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> so don't know why I'm laughing? That's not nice. Swan no, death. Bless I was going to read another message out, but unfortunately, I've got the internet here, and I can't access it because it's a Patreon. Do you want me um, to make it up? Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, well, I do the voice as well. I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I got my dad to take a photo oh, of me in, in the car park. Sweet, sweet two generations <laughs> of prelude, prelude. Yeah, and I actually had a guy and his. Is that an accord next? No, it's not. That's another oh. prelude. Oh, it is another prelude. I thought it was the back door. That gen. Yes. So, so I found a triple pre- a prelude trio. Prelude. I'm just zooming in to see what's even further back. That looks like a Fiat Tempera there. Is it? there it was. Oh, fucking hell. It really was. Spotter's badge for me. Yeah. Gosh. So I found three preludes in the wild. Yeah. And my dad was the one that actually pointed them out. He went, are did they? Did he do the voice? He did. He, he goes, are they preludes? Yeah. And I went, they are. They are, Dad. Can I take a picture? And yeah. I'll give that to our Patreons. Did anybody see you do that picture and shout prelude across the car park? Well, funnily enough, about 20 minutes later, a guy who's a Patreon and his son mm. had driven from Cornwall to come oh. to this event. And, and, they, and they said, we, 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 we love the podcast. Um, but the, 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 the son was, I reckon he must have been about sort of 16, maybe something like that. He goes, 
unfortunately, my dad does impressions of Prelude Guy all oh, the no. time, and it's really irritating. <laughs> and I felt bad because you could tell him his eyes were just going, you've ruined it for me now, because dad does the impressions. And I won't be responsible for that. No. So um, what I was going to read out, I'll, I'll, anyway, somebody who knows their stuff, uh, and I think asked not to be named anyway, so, but said they sort of thought that actually the big Mansell sale we were talking about last week... Mm. Funny, we were saying about estate planning. He thought maybe it's a it's an estate planning thing, as in like don't land your kids with a load of inheritance tax. Oh, because but if you think about it, it technically, I suppose Nigel Mansell's lads would inherit all of this extremely valuable merchandise. Absolutely. That maybe well, so you're better off flogging it while he's alive. Is that well, then it's cash money, isn't it? I think you can just take the cash money. I don't know. Yeah, don't and he know always he's probably been tax savvy as Mansell. You'd think. So. Well, he used to live on the Isle of Man, which always smells of tax savviness. But yeah, absolutely, forgive me, the listener who sent that in because they said it was quite detailed. They explained it and how it is an accountancy thing, or it may be. Yeah, they're not saying it definitely is, but that may be one explanation. It's just being very prudent and trying to stitch your kids up with a load of extra hassle. You just reminded me. Imagine if the next Radwood. A guy walks round and everyone's going, he looks just like Nigel Mansell. Look at him. He's turned up in a car of a specific era, which would suit the Mansell. Mm. He just looks like Nigel Mansell. And it turns out Nigel's just thought, fuck it, I'm going to go to Radwood. Where yeah. all my own gear. <laughs> I've kept some of my old stuff. I haven't sold it I've, all. No, I'm not a red full. herring. Yeah. I've, got, I've still got a Canon jacket. And, <laughs> and he's just walking around with, you know, what, what, what was the, the caps? Were they Dunlop? Or the, what, uh, what were they, Bridgestone? God, what was, no, it was Cannon, I think, when he was there. Yeah. Because then Sunseeker was later when he was sort of in his retirement. Yeah. It was Sunseeker he still had to deal with. That's right. Um, and because I think when we had him as a guest on Top Gear, he even wore a Sunseeker cap on what, the what, set. He insisted. Yeah. We, uh, I think we might have said, mm, you can't really, you know, it's advertising on the BBC. And he was like, no, I've got to. Oh, wow. And it's all, you can't really, it was one of those things where whenever we had racing drivers on, They'd always come branded up. Yeah. And it was always a bit like, oh, shit, BBC had policy are going to go mad about this because, yeah. it, you know, but what can you do? You'll have to have that moving blur, which is really yeah, difficult yeah. to do. And um, all that time that they fucked up on the Jonathan Ross show, and he didn't wear a poppy just around Armistice Day, and they had to digitally put a poppy on him. Really? Yeah, imagine how expensive that was, putting a poppy on a moving lapel. Oh, my God. Um, but um, the, yeah, the only racing driver who... <laughs> We were like, uh-oh, racing driver this week, we're going to have to have that argument again about sponsored clothing. Kimi Raikkonen didn't give a fuck, he just wore a blue shirt because he doesn't care. Just... Well, meanwhile, he's just lost half a million quid. Well, no, we, didn't even, we didn't even have to ask him not to wear sponsored stuff. He's just kind of like, oh, like I'm yeah. here for shits and giggles, so I'm just wearing my own clothes. I Kimi. presume that was his thought process. Who knows with Kimi? But... What's Kimi doing right now? What is he uh... doing right now? He's doing WKD Blues. He probably is. He's probably sitting in a sauna just having a couple of beers and then, or vodka, maybe vodka in a sauna. Yeah, vodka in a sauna. And, <clears> and then when he's had a lot and he's a bit heady, yeah. he'll go out on a jet ski. <laughs> yes, because it's, it's still summer, isn't it? It's still summer. So there's a jetty outside yeah, yeah. Just, and it's just sat there waiting. And there'll be a light evening, won't it, till still quite late yeah. up in Finland. Yeah. So he can get a few vods in him and then. And, and, and. To, to just to be clear, he only has a, a buoyancy aid on, nothing else. He comes straight, he goes, 
he comes straight out of the sauna <laughs> and, so, and his mate just tosses in one of those very thin buoyancy aids yeah. and he just straight, he clicks it on and the lot is out you know there's no, there's no there's I'm not no even clicks. sure he'd do the buoyancy aid I think he might just, just be like there we go it, just, straight I'm, on I've got good reactions I'll just get out of there and someone's already started it up so it's sort of nearly working temperature and just gets on it and just jams the throttle wide open Kimi Raikkonen's tackle out jet ski racing oh everything's windmilling yeah windmilling like crazy oh you get to, you, when you get up to VMAX everything's just, the skin is flapping well also yeah because you've just been in a sauna so you're going to have quite a slack bag for a while aren't you even the chilled the chilled late summer air I thought oh, finish are they fjords in Finland still yeah, maybe not They're just think the, um, the, 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 the the front end will look like um, Clarkson's mouth when he drove the Aerial Atom. <laughs> legendary moment. I think that Kimmy's knacker bag might go into sport mode quite quickly when the cold air hits it. <laughs> He's got, an he's got an intercooler going on there. You go. It'll just, yeah, it'll go from it'll go from tarpaulin to sultana in a matter of matter of thirty seconds. <sighs> well, yeah. on that. Tasteful note. We should probably stop this because um, uh, I'm probably going to get thrown out of here. No, it's See, happy hour in a minute at the Haggerty. I don't know. I mean, apparently this goes room. on. It's now quarter to six. Apparently this goes on till half eight. But I can't believe that uh, everyone will hang around because you know people have got homes to go to and all that. Um, so let's, uh, let's wrap order. this up. Oh, I need to say one thing. Yes, I've been told I. I really I'm letting the side down by not saying on that side of things enough oh yeah again I've, I've not said it for perhaps months I don't yeah know. I said it by accident in real life the other day no yeah and I sort of as I said it I thought are any of the people I'm speaking to that I'm aware of listeners to this podcast and will they think I'm sort of doing it deliberately because it's now a thing and I'm being a knob but no one reacted, so I just styled it out. <laughs> but I just, it just it just sprang up on me. I didn't know I was going to say it. I just said it. I don't know why. I can't remember the context anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, you know, on that side. On of things, that side of things, we need to wrap we'll things up next week. Um, but before we go, uh, three things to tell you. Uh, first Ooh. one is Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Investigate Flakes Show, in which he scuffs around used car interiors trying to identify small, thin pieces of white stuff. <laughs> uh, this week, it's in the back seat of an ex Mini Cav Laguna in Preston saying, is this old crisps or skin? <laughs> if that's not to your taste, there's always the late break show. So make some videos on there. I watched your uh, Bath 500E review. I've got our Bath 500E on test at the moment. In what many ways, I think you were too kind to it. I think I was a little... I think I was feeling kind. Yeah, it's an annoying car. I mean, it's good fun when you get it on an open road. I like, I like it is good pep, and its handling is, is quite decent for a, for a little EV. But it is good. I mean, there's a lot that's annoying about it. I might come back to this next week when I've had a bit more time to digest, but I can yeah. think of at least six things that get on my tip. I think all of the people that have watched the video find it annoying. Yeah. Um, there's not that many people that have gone, yeah, that seems okay for 34 grand, I'm going to buy it. And we're in a very interesting world, and I didn't really touch on it much in the vid, and if we're going to be a bit sensible for a second, the residual values right now of EVs have have, have come down a lot. Yeah. And when you think you could buy a three, four, five thousand mile Honda E, Mini E, Mm. for like... 17 grand 18 yeah. grand that is a that is a lot less than 35 grand mm. I think there may be some 500Es not our baths but Fiat 500Es coming down the pipe of those kind of savings because they have pre-registered I think some yeah. the numbers up. and ultimately yeah, I, trade. ultimately I would own a 500E more than an Arbath yeah but I think some of the irritations <clears throat> are sort of built into the, they're the car rather than the, the sort of spec I don't know I'll come back to this 
because I would I like a lot about it I like the way it looks I like the size of it but there's some things that get right on my wick anyway that's one for another time um, second thing I've got to tell you is we have merchandise Tommy's yeah. wearing some of it now I am it's not uh, sadly not uh, Husqvarna <laughs> these jackets but we have t-shirts we have mugs we have stickers uh, there's a song at the end of this that will tell you about that just to remind you please go and buy that yeah. uh, the third thing I've got to tell you is that wannabe by the Sky Girls was recorded in about an hour well it shows <laughs> I think it's I think it's a fucking shit song. Do you? I hate it. Oh, I fucking hate no, it. Really? I'm sorry. It's I know got a it's lot of spirit. I love the fact that it's girl power. That's not what I'm fighting against here. Mm. I remember when it came out and I thought it was a living breathing joke. <laughs> and wow. I to this day I think it's shit. I think a lot of great modern pop groups their first song has to be something a bit spiky and unusual and that's how they become successful. Because that didn't sound like any other song at the time. No. Remember Sound of the Underground, Girls Aloud? Yeah. It was just, what the hell's going on here? It's like, it was really unusual at the time. That's and, true. Um, there's another band where I sort of thought, they, came, they just came out swinging with something that didn't sound like anyone else was doing. And that kind of was a really good way to get noticed. The only thing you need to do is to go on the internet and look up Boys Own performing live on Irish television for the first time. Oh, is that good? I don't the, think I've seen that you, one. You, I? Maybe you've sent it to me, I'm not sure. If, if you... If you watch it and don't laugh, you're, you're, you're made of stone. <laughs> and this isn't one of those ones where they've redubbed it with no music, so it's all feet squeaking. And it's, stuff. It's, it's, no, no, it's, no, this is real. This is okay. real. I tell you what, I'll put the link for Patreons. Yes. I've got to say, if you don't laugh, yeah. you're, you are, you're dead. Okay. You're spec D behind the eyes. <laughs> Honestly. Come and see our company. We'll yes. plan for that. Um, and uh, well, that's have I done the three things? Yeah, I have done the three things. So oh, that's you've, it. That's you've the end. It's that, done. We're done. That's totally the end. Um, this is it. Well, uh, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, uh, if, if any of you've been at Radwood today, I've had a good time, and yeah. uh, we will do this all again next week. But until then, goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Mugs, t-shirts, stickers. Mugs, t-shirts, stickers. Stickers. We might do hats soon, we haven't decided This may come as a surprise But Smith and Sniff have merchandise You won't believe your eyes Smith and Sniff have merchandise Sadly we don't do pies But Smith and Sniff have merchandise one day we might sell ties Smith and Sniff have merchandise Haggerty Haggerty at the red Bister Heritage. <laughs> Mr. Heritage. That's where that mullet guy did. That's what it is. He went, I, thought, I thought this was about like interesting hair from the ages. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been horribly missold. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.